Okay, guys, it's another episode of the Great Debates. Yeah, we're here. Quiet. We're yeah, here. We're here. No, okay, I'm sorry. We're here. I was just waiting for the top. Let's go. Two, four minutes on the clock. Steve Healy taking the pro. Co-workers should always acknowledge a new haircut. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. It's an event. It's something that's happened. <laughs> Come on, man. It, it's disturbed the air. You walk in with a new haircut. Somebody has to cut that tension. You're insecure. You're vulnerable. You've just had your head worked on with some scissors. It is a dangerous, vulnerable place. Just say something. Your coworker walks in. Hey, nice haircut. Oh, got a haircut. Anything like that is good. Just cuts the moment, gets everybody down to work. It makes everything more efficient. It keeps everyone calm. It's like a slight bit of grease that lubricates the life of the workplace. Maybe you don't want people to say anything. Maybe in addition to getting your hair cut, you had your hair dyed, and it's pretty obvious to everyone. And what you go into work praying is that the last thing anyone says We're is... We're not talking about oh, hair dye jobs. We're talking about haircuts. I understand that. But when That's you get fair, a haircut, you are is often the same time that you get your hair colored. And so if someone even says nice haircut, you may be in your head going, God damn it, they noticed that I was super gray or whatever on Thursday, and now today on Monday, I look totally different. I was hoping I could pull this off without anyone saying anything. Also, you don't have to say this at all. It doesn't matter. Most people... A lot of men, especially, get like very small haircuts where the difference is negligible. You don't have to say anything. I don't care if anyone says anything. Frankly, like to me, it is the kind of it's so meaningless that I'd almost rather just go through my day without anyone saying anything at all. Also, it's the kind of thing. Here's another problem: is that like if you don't say, "Oh man, that haircut looks good," if you just say you get a haircut, now the person is burdened with like, "Why didn't they say I like your haircut?" You know, I got a haircut. Why didn't you just say good haircut or that looks good? Oh man, nice haircut. No, instead they said, "Oh hey, you got a haircut." Well, something wrong with it? Do you like it? It, like you were right, it, people are insecure about it often. It is a, it is a large source of like, do I look good? And you're very vulnerable in those first few days after you get a haircut, or a lot of people feel that way. So I'm, I say you'd rather go through like, or not always, but certainly not not always. You'd rather go through the world without anyone acknowledging it. I'm happy to take this topic a little further and say you should. Say something complimentary when a coworker gets a gets a new haircut. You, not only should you acknowledge it, that's base level, but you should give a nice word of praise, remove that vulnerability because somebody is walking in exposed, a little vulnerable, probably a little nervous. It's going to be attention hanging in the day. It's in that person's mind. You know it is. Eliminate that, and then you can get down to work or growing as a team or whatever the project is at your workplace that particular day. But tension will not help the workplace, especially not attention where somebody feels vulnerable and exposed and unseen and unnoticed and unacknowledged. Another reason that you shouldn't, uh, that it, there's potential danger in acknowledging someone's haircut, and especially in the way that you just suggested that everyone should, is that I don't think in the workplace, if any, or let me rephrase, I think if anything in the workplace, we should be steering away from compliments about one's appearance because you don't want, I don't want someone to feel uncomfortable working with me just because I perceive them to be attractive in any way. So if I work with a woman and I say to her, nice haircut, I think you look really good. Or even if I just say, I think your haircut looks okay, good. Okay, Dave, I do want to stop can... you because I think that most of your argument, this debate has really come down to changing or expanding the topic. And I think that's a little bit what unfair. You 
have to acknowledge that. You're well, how adding, did I change you it here? You say you're basically debating. No, no, Healy don't going, acknowledge dye job. Okay, well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about no. haircuts. And then you're I saying don't said, acknowledge haircut. Don't acknowledge it with a, a creepy criticism or a creepy no, that's additive not what it, remark. I'm not saying it doesn't I agree. Have to be creepy. It should be it something does not as have bland to be as what we discussed. And the subject nice is haircut. No, Healy, hey, you got a haircut. Good haircut. The topic is you should always acknowledge a coworker's haircut. Yeah. It's, and it's so, not you should add creepy spin on it, or you should. You don't uh, have to you add acknowledge a coworker's die job. Healy. <laughs> Ooh, Davis is feeling bummed. Was I? I, I didn't realize how juicy this is. This it's is juicy. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I want to call human resources. Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna definitely say be err on the side of don't. Don't about say anything. anything about so it was a great person. point that I made. No, it's not. I don't want to live in the human resources world where we're all like washed out robots. But you acknowledge that at least it's a reason that we shouldn't always acknowledge someone's haircut. Let's hear what Medina thought of the debate. Well, okay. I, Healy got it at the end there by putting you on your back, uh, you know, on the on the back foot. Um, you know, you never want to be in a debate and be saying like, no, I no. Uh, Right, it just does. It's hard. No, it's true. <laughs> so, that being said, I do think you took it a little bit too far. Wow! With the like, it's not a. You're hey, you look really good now that you've got this haircut. I shouldn't that, have used that wording. But I think even that, just that saying, might have like dug hey, your hole there. That haircut looks good. I think is. I I feel you like say it like that. Yeah. What did uh, I say that was yeah. so, you thought that I was creepy? What I just said a little bit. Hey, haircut, 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 haircut. looks good. I just feel here's what I mean. Haircut whatever. looks really I good. guess we're topping about him now, but I yeah. I feel like the right thing to say is you got a haircut, right? But then isn't don't you think now? Look, let's let's drop our sides for All a right. second. Uh -huh. Don't you think if I just say, um, hey, you got a haircut? It doesn't part of you think to yourself, why didn't he say, hey, I like your haircut or hey, good haircut? I think you le when you say, hey, you got a haircut, you leave it to me to either continue with a like, what do you think? Mm. Or, oh, oh yeah, I did. Like, I'm not mm. too sure about it. I can do that if I'm fishing or whatever. I don't have to. I can just be like, yep, got a cut, got a mall cut. Move on. You know, there, it's just a simple. It's weird if yeah. no one says anything, right? If weird if I walk in with a hair obvious haircut and no one says anything, yeah, that's weird. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. Do you want a great hey, great haircut? Or do you wanna you look great? I'm fine with just a hey haircut. I mean it's like right. I don't really want judgment at all. Uh -huh. And I think the great haircut is liable to be, you yeah. know, not that trustworthy. You just wanna be seen. <laughs> it's like you said. I thought yeah. that was convincing. You just want that box checked so that we you can move on to the it's taken out of the air of the room. Right? I feel like I've been listening I've been trying to listen more and see more because I feel like I'm hearing out there a real unaddressed desire to be seen and heard mm -hmm. by a lot of people, mm -hmm. especially people who historically have often not been seen or heard. Right. Are you not feeling that a little bit? Days? But wait, what does it have to do with your haircut? Well, just I'm, I'm uh, saying I'm very confused. What you're trying to do is just acknowledge that the person, Hey, you got a haircut. I uh -huh. see you. Uh -huh. Right. Oh, I see. So that's it's not a matter of you every day. I, I know see. who you are. Yeah. I see that there's yeah. something different. I'm not ignoring you. Yes. Okay. It's, you know, yeah. I, I, I know you day to day. Yeah. That's uh there's that there's something compelling about that. <laughs> Thank you. But it is also at the same time a little boring. Mm. <laughs> okay, now fair. 
if yeah. you were Fair. dealing with a person who was like, they is had this? A, are we still in top about him's or is this host? This chat? is a top about him's bordering on a host chat. Yeah, Could tip we're over we're in host post chat. Into host chat. We are in post chat, which is pre host chat. Yeah, it actually comes before a host chat. So, like, let's say you were advising someone who. You, through some sort of disorder or syndrome or whatever, basically couldn't comprehend and read human faces. Okay. They had a lot of difficulty with that. I think there's a, there is a, a specific disorder where people can't recognize people's faces. Well, you can recognize faces, but you just are very bad at reading people's emotional tone and mm. cues. You don't have okay. a lot of gift for sure. that. You were essentially at zero. Like gotcha. you're programming an alien or a robot. Mm-hmm. Would uh-huh. you advise that person? What would you tell them to do about haircuts? The that person, the questioner, comes to you and says, "I observe humans have haircuts. Should I acknowledge haircut?" Right. Um, I guess I would say sure. If yeah. you if you're confident that you've noticed a haircut, then yeah, say nice haircut. Okay. Even if you, yeah. I think we well, have our answer right there. Nice. Haircut. No, but that doesn't mean you should always do it. In fact, what I just I didn't realize you were testing the hypothesis. And what I said was, if you're certain that you have noticed one, you should do it. Mm. Which all another reason why you shouldn't always. What do if it. my certainty is eighty percent? Is it possible to read whether or not a person wants to be noticed with their new haircut and just play it that way? Interesting. What are yeah, your t- if you have a lot of confidence in your reading ability? Sure. I mean, Medina, yeah. top signals that someone <laughs> wants to be told nice haircut. I mean, we're like yeah, swinging yeah, it around. Yeah, I wish the viewers bit. could see this or, or the listeners. It's we're, really we're just like there's a little more swagger than yep. normal. Maybe they you know? wore something nice mm-hmm. just to sort of draw a little extra mm-hmm. attention to their overall appearance. Right, yeah. a new turtleneck or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prosopagnosia, by the way. What's that? That's when you can't recognize people's faces, just for the listeners. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a bummer. Hey, I thought we could open the Great Debates mailbag. I oh, love that. What a treat. Um, we've been getting a bunch of nice emails. You can always email us at greatdebates69 at gmail.com. So this is host chat. This is host chat. Yeah, yeah. host chat this week is going to be sure. mailbag. I wish, we, does anyone know James Earl Jones? To We could ask him to record like this is host chat. Yeah, super well. Oh, yeah. Next time you see him. I I mean, when you know James, you uh-huh. don't just ask him yeah. to record. Yeah, it's to everybody ask him. Everybody easier ask when you don't know him. I, would, I wish. Maybe you should ask him. Mm. Probably. Yeah. That's what we'll do. Patrick Cleary writes in, Hey, guys, just wanted to say I was thrilled to see you in my podcast app this morning. I'm glad everyone's lives are providing happy distractions. But your show has brought me a lot of joy over the years, and I was glad to listen to it today. So far this year, I've listened to your show in Chicago, Mexico, Paris, and Liverpool. I wonder wow. if any listener can beat that record of four countries. Four countries having had listened four to the countries Great challenge. <laughs> let's throw that out there. I love that. Let's keep. Let's see if we can get five, six. Seven, let's get up to twenty or so countries. And it has to be within a calendar year or within a twelve-month period, or what are um, we, what are the uh, restrictions? I'd say you have a year, but if you yeah, the life can, of great debates, you listen to it in fifty countries. So yeah. far this year, so yeah. I think yeah. it's in a, in a year's time. Well, that was a really nice email. Thank you. Patrick. It was a nice email. Here's another one. This is from Brandon. He says, I'm in the middle of a book on violence in the 20th century and thought back on your 20 and 3 and me results app, then started thinking about this. This is a topic, but I thought it was a little too hot and maybe we could just host chat it. Mm -hmm. Moderator Dan Medina would have been better off in Hitler's Germany than Stalin's Soviet Union. Yikes. 
I know. I don't like to think about moderator Dan Medina anywhere other than in Great Debate Studios, but right. which one would have been better if we could just parachute him in there and say 1935? Oh, brother. What do you... I don't know. I'm feeling better in Stalin's... That's what, what my instinct would I be. I think so. I think you've got at least a shot yeah. of pulling it off there if you just work hard enough or whatever. Yeah. Or you can play the part well enough, you're going to survive. But like in Germany, if you've got the wrong look, yeah, you're, you're done. Yeah. And they did lose. They l- also they, lost. they would lose. And yeah. losers don't fare well. That's right. an interesting point is that even if he had been. Even if you win, you even lose. Even if he had been like whatever, jo- had to join the army or something, that'd be yeah. trouble for him. Right. There'd be trouble, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it wouldn't be a good sitch. No, no. Hey, uh, Daniel Dunkelberger. No way. Yep. Sends in another top that I thought maybe was a little, we couldn't quite do it, but I did think it was interesting sort mm-hmm. of. Uh, to talk about. Daniel and Dustin from Anvil, Pennsylvania, right into The Dunkelberger him. brothers? Yeah. The Dunkelbergs. Dunkelbergers. Oh. Breakfast cereal is this a soup. Wait, say that again? Breakfast cereal is a soup. Okay. It's a soup with crackers in it, right? No, it's not. Sure. What? It's a liquid. You eat it out of a bowl. It's got stuff in it. That's a soup. Okay. Okay. No. No. Uh, no. It's no, crackers no. and sauce is what it is. It's not sauce. It's milk. <laughs> okay. Milk isn't sauce. Healy, you're not really going with the Dunkelburgers on this, Fair. are you? It's milk. I like what they're doing. I like the challenge. I like them forcing us to talk about what we mean by soup. A cold soup. Yeah. Like uh, gazpacho has ingredients. It's been blended. You've made it. Yeah, but this no is all, that's not what cereal is. If you learned that in Finnish, say, yeah. like Cheerios and milk was called breakfast soup, would you be that surprised? I would certainly laugh. I would be, or I would be amused. <laughs> You'd tell it to others. I right? feel like you, you, they call it breakfast soup. Breakfast soup. Breakfast soup. That's so funny because yeah. oh, to them it's like soup. It's like a soup because it's just a cream in a bowl. If you think about it, I, here's yeah. here's my my uh, corollary to that or whatever would be that. It would be like in French how a potato is pomme de terre, which is apple of the earth. Uh-huh. And I would say, like, well, that that's that's I love that. I love that that's the phrase they use, but it doesn't mean that potatoes are apples. <laughs> of the earth apples, yeah, they are. Well, okay. They're not. <laughs> they're not apples. And cereal is in soup. Well, this has been a fun host job. Oh, I for really sure. enjoyed it. Linus! Linus, brook for soup. Guys, should know. we get back into debating? Yeah, yeah, that's what we came here for. Definitely. For serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real serious. Okay, I have a top for you. I'm going to let us decide who wants to take the pro. Okay? Oh, I love that. You know, just for fun. The topic is weed has peaked. Oh, wow. Wowie wow. Who wants what? That is, I, I mean, feel like it's a Healy Pro, right? Or are you feeling like you want to take the Pro? I wasn't feeling that I wanted to. I guess, <clears throat> is it more life affirming to say, well, weed is kind of gross and mm. it's a drug and it's better mm. off if like it has peaked? I don't know. I'm, a, I'm honestly, Healy, you call it. Take a side. I'll go with Medina's instinct. Okay. I think there's strong arguments on both sides and I hope we get to hear them. Okay. What is that? What does that mean? <laughs> I'm just saying that felt like a like a preemptive dig. Okay, like I know I'm going to bring the good arguments. Let's get into it. Healy taking the pro. Shake hands. Shake hands. Okay, good luck. Shook hands. Weed has peaked. 
I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. Marijuana, the weed plant, has been around for as long as I think humans have been cultivating plants. Uh, if we're including under weed hemp, whatever. Okay. This is a drug. People smoke it. It's become, I would say, it probably peaked... 1995 I don't know I think by that point anywhere in the United States if you were interested in this you could get your hands on it since then it's become legal in Colorado California Canada the sea the big seas the cannabis we call them Ugh. and I think that you know people got what they were going to get out of this it reached the artists who were going to make music with it. It reached the painters who were going to paint with it. It reached the, the, the breakthroughs that come from a psychoactive drug have happened for weed. They're, they're strewn across the 60s through the Muppet Show and whatever until now. And now that kind of certainly weed humor is just the worst, yuckiest thing in the world. Nobody wants that. Get that out of my face completely. And I think when the humor goes, the cultural relevance of something is pretty much gone. Weed may, I'm not even going to say that weed won't be used to in enormous amounts, but I think as a phenomenon, as a culture, as an idea, as a stimulant, as a something that's aiding humanity totally peaked. It'll it'll continue to be used. It'll be out there. But when you hear people talking about it, joking about it, it just won't mean anything to you. And weed will begin its decline and it will uh, gradually just lose its cultural relevance and its meaning and its power. <laughs> begin its decline. Oh, Healy, weed is just starting to become uh, just on the precipice of a popularity explosion. Like you said, it's become legal in a few states, but it's going to be legal in more and more states and countries. And there is still a great amount of weed culture out there. There's shows like High Maintenance, Disjointed. Every year there's like six different pilots that take place at a weed store. We're not shying away from weed humor. There's more than ever. Big reason weed has not peaked is CBD. This is like an idea that to us two years ago we had maybe heard of, but now it's everywhere. It's being marketed to moms and pets. You could get CBD oil for your dogs. That's how you know. And, and that idea is like something that's just started in the major cities. That's the first sign that things are like not at all peaked is when like only some of the population has access to these things. The technology is better than ever. The specification of the market is more than ever. So we're seeing weed like used not just for the psychoactive reasons that it used to be used, but excuse me, for all sorts of medicinal uses, both what used to be like for over-the-counter purposes and for prescription purposes, anti-nausea medication, uh, the traditional things of like pain medication, sleep aids. I mean, it's basically being sold as a, as a replacement for any host of medications in addition to the recreational purposes that people will continue to use uh, for the foreseeable future. So no, weed has not peaked not even close these are things that happen in a mature even decaying market every possible use has been discovered it's filtered down to the pets and the housewives it's just absolutely been extracted to its fullest degree this is the end of weed dave not the peak of weed this is weed in its final stages it's reached everybody there's they're squeezing every last bit out of it they're down to just the last kind of oil the cbd oil that's the last but thing it, left to get out of weed and then it'll be over but you don't really believe that you don't actually like all of these things are being done in addition uh, to traditional weed. Spoken many smoked. times that my beliefs are not relevant to the debate 
Okay, so your argument is that now that there are more weed products than ever, and that more people that like, I mean, if you look at a simple graph of or chart of how many people are using weed products, it is going up over the last however many of years you want to well, look. Well, actually, at. Dave, I think that that could be a, a what you're getting at could indicate a, a what's going to spark the significant decline is we're finally doing some research on this drug, powerful drug. You're about I to make the argument only- that. Because it's increasing, it has peaked. I think we are days Just away so from know. the announcement that this is a very devastating drug. We've seen uh, male infertility around the world is going up. We don't know what the causes are. We've seen a lethargy. We've seen political instability. We're seeing a lot of problems that I'm not saying we can link to weed, but they certainly correlate to the rise in weed. And I think, you know, those things can turn around all of a sudden and they can go way down. And I think that's definitely going to happen with weed. You're talking about a drug that used to be illegal, which is now legal in some markets, Correct. which has now been exposed Weed, yeah. to other people mm-hmm. that normally would not have taken it because it was illegal. Yeah. And your argument is that somehow because people find out that it's linked to certain things, people are going to stop using it. I think well, that just hear, has not ever hear proven to be historically true. From the boom generation, the people that were around when weed was peaking, 1969 to 1995, as we discussed earlier, we're going to start seeing from those people uh, cancers and uh, dementia and memory loss and all kinds Ooh, of these are all very negative side effects uh, that are going to significantly so hasten the already begun decline of weed as a... Uh, substance people are excited about enjoying making music about etc okay every one of the things that you mentioned as a possible side effect of weed are actually diseases that people are using weed to uh to what's the word i'm looking for treat 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 or at least help with in some way yeah i mean weed has proven to be one of the most helpful medications to treat the nausea side effects of cancer medicine you know yeah I think that'll continue to be used occasionally until they make a synthetic version. Or, I mean, the market, the you know, very people that you're talking advance about, very, the, very rapidly. The boomer generation, I believe, is one of like the fastest growing sectors of weed because these are people who didn't have the sort of like I, traditional I, gray market. I don't know what kind of news you're reading, but what I hear is the boomers now, when they encounter today's weed, it's too strong for them. They're hospitalized. You hear about the Dylan concert, too many boomers. They think they're having heart attacks. I they think go the you're ho- making weed this is too up. powerful. Uh, if you no, go, that is true. I you, mean, at that Desert Days festival they had where Neil Young and everybody was playing, I think they had a spike in visits to the hospital because all the old guys were smoking a joint for the first time in 20 years, and they thought they were having a heart attack. So what you're saying is what happened was... Was people who didn't used to be smoking weed are smoking weed now? I'm saying like uh, it, it, like, like going a, back to high school, the use is on the rise. You try and reclaim the pleasures that are now gone, and what you find is there's nothing there. Okay, well, for every like one person who made the news and smoked a joint, my hypothesis would be that there's 300 old dudes who are like going to med men and Dave, finding lower doses that make them happy. Data is not the plural of anecdote or whatever. Like, I'm the, you can't just sort of make stuff up and and imagine it to be so. I'm asking the listeners to sort of imagine that that's the case. That'll be the beginning of my final statement. Uh, I don't think that, like, if anyone's making stuff up, I think it's you. I don't think that you've been reading about a lot of hospital visits other than, like, one limited case at this Bob Dylan thing out in the desert, which, like, to me is no indication. It's only an indication that more people than ever are smoking weed. It is becoming as... just because something becomes uncool or commonplace or 
or permeates every quadrant of the American population doesn't mean that it is any less popular or relevant. If anything, it's becoming, you know, like sort of taken for granted, like wallpaper. It is a part of almost every American home now. There's no way weed I is think peaked. Wallpaper is peaked. I mean, think about weed. No. Ask yourself. Interesting have pivot. You, have you used weed? Has it been offered to you? Have you heard jokes about weed? Have you seen movies about weed? Does that seem fresh, exciting, stimulating, new, the next new thing? Or does it seem a little old, a little tired, a little corny? Are you sick of the jokes? Are you sick of the stoner humor? Did you get over that with the Seth Rogen days and before then the Cheech and Chong days? Isn't this something from the past? Aren't you looking for the next exciting thing, the new exciting thing, the development that's coming. Isn't there something just over the hill that we're going to get to? That's what I think. Weed is in the past, and I don't know what's in the future, but I'm excited for it. It might be uh, wellness, moon juice kind of stuff, dusts. Could be <laughs> mushrooms. I think mushrooms have a huge future. Psilocybin, that's going to be big, but weed is rearview mirror. Wow. Woof. I will tell you, I think that Dave won the debate, but Healy won the closing statements. Mm, That's okay. exactly Thanks. how I feel. I'm really taken by his it was a last word statement. There. I think you're I think there's a chance that we're both right to Probably. some extent. Yeah. Well, can I tell you what happened to me during that debate? Yes. Yeah. Pretty early on I was like, I don't have a prayer here. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just go full Kellyanne Conway. Say yes. up and down. Yes. <laughs> Everything Dave says, just to say why it proves the opposite. And it's so seductive and tempting to play the snake and the devil. Yeah. It's it really, really interesting. interesting. That's funny. Mm. Well, I got to tell you, it was very entertaining, and I really enjoyed it. And I hope you guys did. And I hope that you'll tune in next week. And in the meantime, tweet at us and email us at Great Debates 69 everywhere. We'll see you next week on The Great Debates. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caracello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King. And the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina. <laughs>